welcome to the show with me, Dan, and my guest, Nick Twigger, again, again, again. How you doing? I'm not bad. How you doing, my man? Yep, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I think uh, should we jump straight back in it because we still got a lot of questions to get through on this uh, political compass. I think it's taking uh, more episodes than I originally anticipated. It sounds good to me. Cool. It's not a bad thing. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I don't know how much <laughs> everyone else is. But <laughs> um, cool. So, question 21. Um, a genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. So, that question will filter out anyone who doesn't want to listen to a uh, podcast episode uh, debating politics all of the words in that are uh, so i'll say that again a genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies Ag- agree disagree no sorry strongly disagree disagree agree or strongly agree uh, i think for me it's a it's a soft agree it's it's a, just a very soft degree, I, I, and generally, I don't think this would be the case. Ah, oh, but not all genuine free markets. Like I don't think creative free markets require any restrictions there. So no, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a soft disagree. Although I could see some markets that would benefit from this stuff, like that involves the stock market, for example. Yeah, I guess it depends what you mean by genuine free market. If you think a genuine free market is the, uh, the least restrictions possible, then obviously that, that these are the restrictions. Um, but I guess I see it as a good free market. Um, so yeah, I would I would agree um, because yeah, you need to have healthy competition for a good free market um and if there's too many monopolies or just any monopolies that yeah have too much power then um it stamps out healthy competition which we need to drive prices down and drive innovation and stuff Um, i think i think part of it is also like rubber banding measures should be in place because i think everyone wins when you know we take a little more from the people really excelling and we give a little more to, to, to the people just starting out Mm. Um, I, I think that that's like just part of your job. You know, you got to look after yourself, but it's also good to look after the collective of humanity as well. And you know, the the more empowered people we have, and the and the, and the more fair things are, even no matter how big companies get, uh, I just think the better results those markets will produce for humanity in general. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, uh, you you would disagree, and I was agree. Um, but it sounds like we were kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on what you think of a. A genuine free market um but yeah i think we're pretty much on the same page with that cool okay so this is the next page so the title of it is now a look at some of your personal social values okay so this will be interesting so the last page was about the economy and um, this is more about personal social values so hopefully i might know more about these things than the last section of questions yeah yeah um so first one is abortion starting off with a soft subject then 
Uh, abortion, when the woman's life is not threatened, should always be illegal. Abortion, when the woman's life is not threatened, should always be illegal. Oh, you don't need to say it twice, fuck. It's a, obviously, it's a strong disagree for me. Um, to, to use the word should always be illegal is just like, w- w- what are you talking about? There are so many hor- horrific circumstances well, you know, even even if the woman's life isn't like physically threatened, there are still major repercussions of, of what went on, mm. and it's entirely that woman's choice. You know, you can't force someone to have a baby just because you disagree with it. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I can appreciate that after a certain age, there is kind of like a, it's not just a blunt bunch of cells. It is what we would call what we figure to be consciousness, um, because because here what we're really saying is, look, we don't want to be murdering unborn children. But at the same time, if it's a bunch of cells and, you know, some horrible things have gone down, maybe it's not for the best for this to go through, especially if the woman doesn't want it because it's entirely her choice, not anyone else's. Yeah, I I do generally um, side with uh, pro-choice, so letting the, the woman decide. Um, but I would recommend anyone who wants a really, really good... Uh, pro-life argument then check out um anything that ben shapiro says about abortion um uh it's really interesting and it's made me question my uh views on abortion and i think i would really like to on this podcast actually anyone who has uh strong views on abortion um i would uh, and is is you know very pro-life i would really like chat to them because i think there are a lot of really good points to be made um for pro-life yeah i would i I would i would very this is like one of those things that i feel like is pretty concrete in my mind so if someone does have like a good argument did you say ben shapiro yeah yeah i'll definitely give that a listen to yeah i mean one of the downsides i think of ben shapiro and other people similar um is that it comes from a very religious place even though uh it may a lot of the arguments well pretty much all the arguments made are from a secular point of view um it's usually religious people that are making them and therefore it i find it difficult to um if if it's just for religious purposes it's a lot more difficult to um relate to their point of view um but yeah, no, it's a. I would definitely check that out. It's a good, a good, really good um, arguments he gives. Um, cool. All right. So we both uh, disagree and strongly disagree with that. I would say I would say disagree just because, um, yeah, my my views aren't as strong. Actually, well, I think it's it's worded should always be illegal. I yeah. Which I would strongly disagree. With. Is is it like well, hey, this isn't black and white i would totally agree with that but to say that it should always be illegal yeah is a little maddening to me fair enough yep all right yeah strongly disagree um cool uh next one all authority should be questioned strongly agree (laughs) i strongly agree as well uh, yeah, the the only the only way we really see loopholes uh, and our own foolishness is when someone else critiques it mm. and goes, "Well, hold on a second and then they que- and questions the logic and the validity and you know the effectiveness of whatever you're thinking about, your strategy, your thoughts, your line of debate. So I think you know 
it, it, it really is for the population to, to keep their governments in check by questioning them and holding them accountable. Yeah. The only thing I would add from the other, uh, if anyone disagrees, uh, is that uh, it doesn't even disagree with it, actually. It's just that um, a time and a place is important. Like being tactful with when you disagree and how you disagree is important. Like um, when authorities, you know, in a job and whatever, when they give certain orders and they give certain things, then you there is a time and a place to challenge it and it shouldn't be you're challenging every step of the way and therefore hindering any progress um or if you're in the middle of something um like doing a task like everyone's doing a task and you're constantly questioning the authority of it then that's that's just counterproductive but um but yeah in general it's just yeah authority needs to be questioned sweet okay um i strongly agree um next one an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth so oh this is this is like a a, a medium like just a, a disagree i guess i think you because this is essentially saying seeking the path of vengeance is a good way to go and i think that that when you go out to hurt someone else with the wrong jaw or not, whatever, that's going to take a toll on you in some form as well. Mm. Yeah. And if, if hate's just always retaliated, it just goes on and on. That's what gang warfare is and mafia families and, you know, all that sort of stuff and what, you know, world wars and it's, um, it can just get dragged out, um, forever. Um, yeah, I would, I would say a soft, uh, sorry, just a disagree as well. Not a strong disagree. The reason I would say is because you need, I think it's really important to have a level of threat there that you would take a tooth if someone took your tooth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like if it's, and, and if it's in the moment, like like you've, you've come home, you're, you're seeing like a family, friend, a family member be violently assaulted, whatever. Mm. And then that is, well, okay, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. It's going on right now. I have to act. I have to do something. Mm. And it's... So, to, you know, to put the aggressor down. Yeah. And even in that situation, um, it's not necessarily a case of doing to them what they've done to you. You you would just be, in an ideal world anyway, you don't know what you do in that situation, but in an ideal world, you would just like temporarily disable the aggressor and let the police deal with them um, as opposed to like killing them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, just, dependent on the scenario, that becomes a very theoretical yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we both disagree with that one, didn't we? Yeah. Cool. Next one is taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theatres or museums that cannot survive on a commercial ba basis taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theatres or museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis Ooh, I guess this is a soft disagree for me um, because I think there are lots of pieces of history that are very in my eyes that are very incredible but I can see why they maybe don't reach like a mass market and these museums are normally in quite central locations that are quite expensive but i would still like an outlet for that 
like pieces of history to be on display. Yeah, I, I think I think when it comes to history, when it's when it's like art, unless it's like historical uh, or old or, or just like classically impressive. Yeah, it. it but uh, I suppose that that's that's a pretty blurry line. You know, you know, describing what's historical, everything is historical. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm a soft disagree for this. Um, again, it's not one of the all the time. Everything should be propped up by taxpayer money, but like pieces of history, like man, the Rosetta Stone. The Rosetta Stone, if you've ever seen it in person, it's so impressive. But I don't know if that's got like the appeal to, well, like be held up by consumers with everything else, you know, with, with what mobile is phones, with advertisements. You you don't know what the Rosetta Stone is? No. Did you not have any form of education? No. <laughs> oh, you wait. You grew up in Watford, right? Yeah, yeah. it all makes sense now. Um, so the Rosetta Stone is how they deciphered ancient, or how they you started off deciphering ancient hieroglyphics. So I think it's got. It's been a long time since I saw it or looked at a picture of it, but I think it's got the same thing written in like maybe wrote Latin, Greek. And uh, the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs as well. I've almost definitely fucked up a lot of that, but it's just like a big ass stone <laughs> with words carved into it that are like translations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, it is a real thing. It's not like the philosopher's stone. Like you're not. Oh no! Yeah, up. it's it's a literal. <laughs> it's it's a literal thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. Ah, well, in the book of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Well, you seem to not have a clue what you were talking about. So <laughs> it was a fair question. Yeah, I, I've definitely fucked that the explanation uh, of it's just a stone. stone <laughs> is a woman called Rosetta who found a stone. I, and... <laughs> okay, look, I remember seeing it when I was very young and just going, "Fuck, that's impressive." But you grew up in Coventry, right? So anything was uh, impressive. I mean, yeah, when we got fire for the first time, that was pretty impressive as well. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, I would, I would say, um, uh, agree with this actually. Um, now, I, I think theatres are amazing. Um, I also think some museums are amazing. Uh, I am very, very love hate with museums like there's been a lot of museums where i've just been bored stiff and uh, it's just i just have not seen any what, point what did those museums have in them you know when it's like you know this china plate with a slight crack in it was designed by javier whatever in 176 i don't care I don't, <laughs> I don't like care. it's pottery we have machines that make that shit now <laughs> it's just i just that there's so many museums with just just stuff just like just stuff in 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 glass boxes and it's just i like interactive museums i like um so so the science museum in london is awesome like go up to i think it's like the third or fourth floor might be the top floor and there's just there's just stuff you play with. It's like they're basically the kids section, but it's so much fun. You like learn um, all about science through interaction. And so some museums I, I have been in and they're wicked, um, but some are just so boring. Um, and I think, you know, I I with what I've learned over the years, I used to be super left wing, but <laughs> I think one of the things I've realised. Uh, 
along my journey is if you're going to put money into something, it means taking money out of something else. So like Labour in the last election say, you know, we're going to give free broadband to everyone and free this, free that. And it's like, yeah, it all sounds good. But if you if you actually pitch that or say it for what it is, which is we're taking this money that could be used in the NHS or to fund more teachers or, you know, whatever, or put more police on the street, then it sounds obviously a lot less appealing. And I think it's a more of a left-wing thing to go, oh, state should pay for that. We've got to prop that up. We've got to prop that up. But I think we've really got to prioritise what we spend money on. And I think I love theatre. You know, I, I'm a filmmaker. I, I really believe in the arts. Um, but if I'm not making good films, I'm not going to make money. And that's the way it should be. I don't think anyone should prop me up just for the f fact of making films. So I think theatres... Uh, I, 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 it's an agree. It's like a soft agree because I think I, I could easily be, by someone who knows better about funding to theatres and museums, I could easily be argued that maybe a, a small amount of funding or like starter funding, like to get a theatre up and going, you know, in like um, poor, poorer neighbourhoods and stuff like that to actually get it up and going and, you know, sort of like business grants and things like that. So I, I would be open to all of that sort of stuff. Um, but... Yeah, I think in general, once it's had that start oh, and it, you know, it's got a bit of a momentum, I think it needs to it it needs to be a beneficial to the population. And I think if a museum isn't really amusing you and you're not enjoying it, um and if theatre's just putting on show after show that's just rubbish and doesn't affect anyone, then I don't think we should we should keep propping out. I think there's there needs to be a strong level of uh, of competition. Uh, well, not just competition, but just yeah, innovation. I guess this is an interesting one because you're going agree, I'm going disagree. But I think our, our actual opinions are so damn close to each other. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting because because I, I totally see what you're saying. Like I, I work in the games industry. I'm a big fan of competition, and I believe competition in many things, not in all things, but in many things, gets it really does get the best results. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I, like I say, I would be easily swayed by someone who knew a, just a little. I know very little about. Yeah, funding yeah. I, I, if someone could turn me to agree, uh, pretty pretty easily out of someone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. We've both given two different sides of the argument anyway, which is good. Um, cool. The next one is schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. Schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. Uh, so, um, I think, oh, I guess I'm like an agree here. And the problem is, I look back at my fucking school years, and all I think is like, what a fucking waste of time. I learned so goddamn little. And your teachers look at you now and go, what a waste of our time. Well, I, I, look at, I think I've said this before, but I look back on a lot of my teachers and go, wait, they were dipshits. I should not have listened to them. I got a lot of bad advice from them. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think schools teach people the right way either. I mean... Yeah, is it a strong agree for me? Yeah, fuck it. Because of personal reasons, it's a strong agree. Like, since I left 
uh, school. I just feel like in my day, I get so much more done because I'm the one in control of it. I'm the one responsible for it. And because of that, I, I aim to do more. Whereas at school, it'd be like, oh, well, I might as well just do the same, do whatever these guys are telling me to because they're telling me and, you know, they apparently know more than me. Which, as I get older and older, I realise I was actually taught a lot of shit in school that turned out to be bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, it's, I'm sorry you've had this school experience. Yup, it's a strong agree for me anyway. I just, I, I don't think, personally, well, like, we live in the UK. I don't personally think we have a particularly good education system. Uh, and I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. That is not down to the teachers by any means. It's to, the, like, the system that underpins it all. Okay, yeah. Apart from the teachers that you said were dipshits. <laughs> oh, no, they, they, yeah, there were totally a lot of... And it's funny, because I've said this on this podcast before, but I'll say, I'll say it again. Now I'm an adult, I'm 27. A lot of the people I grew, I went to school with, some of them have now become teachers. And those people were generally the people at school I thought were dipshits. So... <laughs> I feel like we should create our own quiz where... You know, instead of agree, disagree, and all that, we just get a celebrity, and you just rate dipshit or not dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, fair enough. It's a it's a strong view, and uh, I respect it. Um, I I I'm I'm confused about this one. I'm not sure. I'm really unsure, because. Uh, I I think my experience with teachers have been brilliant, mainly. Um, I I believe in schools, I believe uh, in teachers, and I believe uh, on the whole they do amazing work. And on the whole, they are very necessary to help give kids discipline, uh, structure, and um, uh, sometimes uh, another, you know, and obviously friends um for some for some they really connect with their teachers and it's a place to go if their home life isn't very good so i think schools are extremely important um and yeah so making it compulsory uh even though school is dreaded by most kids um i think it's generally a good thing that it's compulsory to force them to go there and then they end up getting the all the benefits that that can come from school but the other side of me is saying like i think there's so much archaean about schools and i think there's a lot of teachers i know who would agree in terms of like uh testing systems um and exams which aren't basically a test of knowledge it's basically a test of memory um if you if you want to be good uh, if you want to get really high marks in a subject, if you've got like photographic memory, then you'll you can study like the week before, um, and you'll you'll pass the test. It's not. So I think there's a. It lot... doesn't teach you to think. It teaches you to remember things. Exactly. Yeah. So I think there's a lot, and you know, I know there's teachers. Well, anyone in any industry will can point out the flaws. So I know there's a lot that's wrong with our system and i think there's a lot outdated um so i think that side of it i think that youth clubs are actually sometimes a lot more beneficial to students than schools are so i can see an, a very strong argument for 
some students um it shouldn't be compulsory to go to school because like some students um really start out really bad in life and they really struggle at school they've got behavior issues um and they've got just sort of yeah just psychological issues that need to be addressed but school is not a good place to have the time to do that and they they end up getting kicked out of classes getting detentions then they get put in like a you know a special group where it's all the kids who can't focus in class um and then you know it can lead to being expelled and then they have to go to another school and it's just there's there there are kids like this there's a lot of kids like this um it is the minority but these these kids get displaced and clubs like youth group especially for like young boys like clubs like boxing um and yeah like boxing is a great example because it gives um them a really any martial arts in general yeah martial arts in general yeah um because young boys uh are you know uh, young men are the violent ones like that is massively more violence is committed by uh, young men um than any other demographic um and but this is giving them so the structure of school the discipline of school it's giving them role models you know usually there's the the people who are teaching the martial arts are pretty cool or they they seem you know cool to the kids um and they can be fantastic role models that teachers just don't have the time unfortunately to be um so I can see from that point of view how, yeah, um, schools being compulsory for everyone actually might take them away from things that might be more beneficial. Um, so, so what are you what are you voting on here? What's the, what's your? I think the more liberal part of me, the more sort of seeing how outdated schools are. Uh, no, not schools in general, but yeah, how elements are really outdated and they're just not budging, I would say uh, agree. Yeah. Because it would be interesting to see uh, education and formal sort of upbringing take different forms for different kids. Because obviously most kids get a lot out of school and it's been a massive benefit to them if, uh, more than they if they didn't have it. But there's some kids who... I really don't think school will ever work for them and they need they need something else. And I think if you kind of force kids into something that's just not suited to them, uh, it's not going to end well. So we're a strong agree and an agree on this one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was a bit of a monologue there. No, it was beautiful. <laughs> cool, okay. Um... All people have their rights, but it is better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep their own kind. <laughs> okay, so all people have their rights, but it is better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep their own kind. Okay, so before I give my answer, I'm going to try to play devil's advocate here. Okay, yeah. And the only... You know, when it says... But different sorts of people, like, no, my, uh, what I was about to say doesn't make sense. I was, I was about to say, you know, I think pedophiles should stick to their own kind. And then I went, wait, that's a pedophile ring. That's what a pedophile <laughs> ring is. 
So, yeah, whatever attempt to play Devil's Advocate I had here did not work. Actually, okay, you know what? I think I do... I think um, when the whole Syria immigrant crisis came down, I, I could be remembering this, thing, remembering this wrong, and I'm sorry if I do get it incorrect, but Sweden actually took in a lot of the Syrian migrants. Um, it, it then later turned out that Malmo, which is a city in southern Sweden, uh, became the capital of Europe in for highest figures of rape. Right. Um, this was a long time ago, so I, I would Google this. Don't just take my word as legit here. Never do. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's very wise. Question all authority, Dan. Um, but so, so I, I do think if people have drastically different values to your nation, that's at least a question. And for if, if I extrapolate this and, I, and things like, if, if I say Saudi Arabia, for example, Saudi Arabia's got a lot of shit that I just class as archaic, medieval, and quite frankly, unacceptable. You know, how uh, kept down women are persistently, mm. how anti-gay they are. Mm. To me, it, it's just madness. Uh, it really is. I mean, they're also ruled by a king or some shit, which, you know... We have a queen, but it's more of a joke than anything else. <laughs> yeah, she's more of a it's, tourist it's, attraction than anything else. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so for this question, I think it's a, I think it's a strong disagree, but I can see where if other nations generally have greatly different values to our own. Yeah, I, I, I that's a, that's a question at the very least. I definitely get what you're saying. I, I am a strong disagree as well um but yeah i was going to mention that in some cases i think the way i would put it is that diversity is definitely desirable in markets in when you're when you're growing vegetables or having a garden like you're a farmer um in social groups uh, in you know in, in your own business having difference of opinion i think diversity and having um a multi-culture as opposed to a monoculture it seems to well any area that i can think of um it seems to make things thrive um but i would say i think people underestimate how easy it underestimate how hard it is or underestimate how easy it is they underestimate <laughs> It's harder they, than it. Wait, do they overestimate or underestimate this? They underestimate how hard it is. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So they think it's easier than it is. And I think because... So I grew up in a very multicultural um, culture. I, 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 my primary school... Well, less so my primary school, but definitely my secondary school. Uh, and like my parents' friends and stuff. Um uh, there was there was a mix of all different cultures, especially my secondary school. Like, I had a best friend who uh, had uh, um, Indonesian heritage. I had I, I know I'm doing the typical thing now of white friend go oh I've got a black friend, but yeah, I had there was <laughs> so many different like if I took all my friends like my close friends, there was such a variety of different backgrounds and ethnicities and. And I was too young to really appreciate it. It was just normal to me. But I'm so lucky in that sense because um, 
I just grew up with it being normal. And therefore, it's nearly impossible to be racist because when you've got friends from all different backgrounds, it's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I do get that if a country is very monocultural, which actually um, a lot of the Scandinavian countries are, um, more so than like America and England, um, that it's really, it's the transition phase can be really difficult. Um, and, you know, if you have, even in parts of England, um, which are predominantly white, you know, sort of like more countryside, um, bringing a, uh, a family, whether it's like, of a, a completely different religious background or they're from a completely different country with completely different values, even that village you know, can really struggle to adapt. Um, so, yeah, I think I definitely agree that it's it's the goal, but I think it's a lot more difficult than people give it credit for. Well put. <laughs> And I think, and I think you mentioned religion there. For me, it, it it's actually like it's a layer deeper. It's just core values, um, and and that's what it comes into. Mm. Which is why, and I, I, I know this this will be controversial, but which is why this argument of oh, but that's my religion. And I go right, but you, you're just saying that. Well, I'm doing this because it's written in a storybook. Generally, then, like, well, but what's your actual logic and you, you know fundamental thinking of why you do this and why it is good? Mm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so we strongly disagree with that one. Okay. Next. Good parents sometimes have to spank their children. Uh, I, I would strongly disagree with this. I'm never going to condone hitting a child. I hope to have kids of my own someday. I'd be them either adopted or whatever. But I, I can't ever, ever imagine a scenario where I hit them ever yeah it's weird isn't it I, I don't know i don't know if you want to reveal this but were you spanked as a child i don't think so yeah i don't i don't i don't think so no i definitely well i was very irregular you're a twat so i can totally see why <laughs> um but i know it wasn't uh, it was it was not more normal for our parents generation than it would, would be for ours. Yeah, I, I just don't think... I, I just don't think people learn good messages through violence. Because then what you're teaching them is, hey, if people are doing the wrong thing, you can hit them and they'll listen. Mm, yeah. Uh, and that's that's not the message I want to teach. If I have children, that's the message I want to teach. I want to teach... Um, hey, look, I want to explain to them why they're doing something... The, the, it's maybe not desirable or not acceptable in my eyes and why it's a bad thing to do and why it's not okay. So then they really understand the message, not just the basic, you know, how schools teach, don't do this, do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I pretty much agree with you. We, we're agreeing Next a lot. Next question? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and even the things where we've, we've ticked different boxes, it, it is very, it's very millimeters apart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, next question. It's natural for children to keep some secrets from their parents. I mean, I kept tons of secrets from my parents. Yeah, that's that. 
that seems that's the most strongly one I'm sure agree. about. Strongly agree. Yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, I I kept loads of secrets from my parents. I, you know, I wasn't hurting anyone, doing anything wrong. I just, I, I guess, I liked having. You know, you know, freedom over myself for once, because when you're young, everyone's telling you what to do, where to go, go to school at these times, study this. Here's your homework. For a topic you probably don't give a shit about. Because <laughs> your teacher's a um, Because your teacher's <laughs> teaching you fucking geography. And it's like, yo, oh, oh, they're too... Man, when I was growing up, they tried to teach me French. And it was about the same time the Google Translate came out. And I was just like, well, why would I do this when the PC does this? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um... And and to be honest, it could just be changed to it's natural for people to keep secrets from other people, like yeah, man. It's just a part of growing up, and yeah, um, and to ch children at a certain age, there I think there's a specific age when they learn to lie, when they learn to like realize, you know, they're like, did you do, you know, the parents like, did you do this, and the parent and the kid realizes, I could just say I didn't do it, and then parent will be happy and once they do that once they try a lie out and the parent's like oh okay sorry i thought it was you and then they give them a big hug or whatever then they're like ah oh, lying lying's pretty good um so yeah it's yeah it's natural isn't it um cool um next question would you like to read the next question <laughs> i wonder what you're gonna say for this one um possessing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal offence. What do you think? Okay, I, I'm going to just go high level on this one. It's a strong agree and for a bunch of reasons. A, I don't think it is up to the government to dictate what people can and cannot put in their bodies. B, this war on drugs has cost so much and essentially every government has lost because it has these huge impacts to society where drugs become more prominent. If, if history has shown us anything, it's the prohibition has a 100% failure rate. Mm. Um, and actually offering support and decriminalizing drugs as they did in Portugal led to massive benefits for the whole country where they, they saw so much addiction go down, crime go down. There's also the idea that right now it, it's a black market. So you would not believe how uh, prominent and how every a lot of people actually do smoke cannabis. And yet the sales and the money and trade from that doesn't go into the government it doesn't get taxed because it's illegal there's then the problem of well hey if this stuff's illegal we're not um we're not we're not we're not, we're not testing we're not like it, none of it's governed none of it's checked none of it's you don't know if it's legit and also no medical research can really be done to see its positive benefits and i'm not here to say that cannabis cures cancer i don't think it does but it, i think if you you know if you look at things like epilepsy i think there's a really a decent amount of evidence to suggest that hey this might be the best medication we can give for epilepsy now i know there was in some cases i was aware of a case um i think with ms i think it has some beneficial i th I, I remember reading about a case um last year of um a canadian woman uh coming in with her child and her child had ms and in canada um it was uh, you you could have medicinal uh, marijuana. I guess it was in pill form or I don't know. But she brought it to England because she was, I don't know, visiting someone or whatever and she wasn't able to bring it to the country and her child got really, really ill 
um, because I again I don't know I have to look it up but the the medicinal marijuana really helped with the symptoms I think of MS um, multiple sclerosis so um, yeah I I just remember that reading about that I don't know if, uh, I think it sort of helps with that as well maybe but yeah just <laughs> throwing my two cents just I just remembered it um, uh. cool okay so you um, you st strongly agree uh, and I am going to throw it out there. I've done, man, I, I'm a fucking pothead, so I've gotten baked a lot and done a shitload of research into like cannabis, drugs, drug effects on impacts on society. If anyone, like I, I am pretty damn sure on my argument here, if anyone like thinks they've got a pretty good argument for against what, why it shouldn't be a criminal offense um, and it shouldn't be made fully legal, um, I, I would love to talk to you about that. Mm, cool. Um, sweet. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, because it's marijuana, I think other drugs I would be a bit more on the fence, but marijuana, I strongly agree as well. Um, cool. Next question. The prime function of schooling should be a, to equip the future generation to find jobs. The prime function, mm. so it's not saying the only function, but it's saying the the prime function of schooling should be to equip the future generation to find jobs. I, I dis uh, I disagree, and I disagree because I mean that's kind of what our schooling is now, and the kind of jobs it's setting you up for, it's very possible they're going to be redundant. So I, very soon with AI, you know, you know self-driving trucks, things like that. I don't. I think I think school should also teach you how to be a good person, good decision making, how to learn well, how to figure out what it is you want to do in this world. Because fuck, that's a difficult question. So do you do you think that it is a function of school? Oh, oh, oh to prepare them to find jobs. Oh no, I think. I think schooling is about education, so it's about teaching people, not about finding jobs. I would say it is a function. I would say because people need to earn money and being able to get a job is a, an extremely, or create your own job, I guess, through business, creating your own business or whatever, but having a job is a fundamental, important thing in nearly everyone's life apart from the people that are born into a massive fortune and don't work but um but even they've got to find something to do yeah but they don't have to like they could survive for the rest of their life without a job if they just wanted to eat through the millions or whatever but yeah anyway the point is they you know everyone needs a job so i would say it's it is a function of school we, we can't ignore that i don't think schools do ignore that i don't think they should ignore that people these kids need to be prepared to to have a job. So, um, but the prime function. Do you, what do you think the prime function of schooling should be? For me, the prime function of school is education, and it's about teaching people, but not just teaching people facts from the past or equations. It's more than that. It's teaching people how to 
make rational decisions, teaching people how to say beneficial things they can have on their life, teaching people core values, teaching people, hey, ethics is important in all of your decision making. I get that we've confused society into like we only have one uh, resource, which is currency, which is madness to me, but this is not the case. Right. Okay. So just a, a broad answer would be sort of education. And that includes the actual stuff that you learn in school and your lessons, but it also includes um, sort of stuff that's more difficult to quantify, like critical thinking. Yeah. If, if anything, if anything, I think schools should really, schools should help people figure out what they want to do. As in, like what what their passion is, what where, where their fire in their belly is to to really get up and do something that morning. That that, that for me, that's what schools are about. Is that not should be related about. to jobs though? Uh, but, um. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. I guess it is jobs. Yeah, I I, I can see that. It's just. So the problem is in our society, when we do talk about jobs, they're only shit jobs that they these things are gearing you towards, like accountancy and being a lawyer. I'm not apologizing to accountancy lawyers. I think your trades are boring as fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because you... Man, and this is a problem for me because I was always told, oh, get a real job, stop spending all your time playing video games, and now I'm a video game producer. So it's like, well, those people clearly didn't have a fucking clue, and these were my teachers at school. Jeez, maybe we should have a podcast just of your, or more like a therapy session of your experiences at school. <laughs> oh, man, I, I would have so many stories of like, and this dipshit said this. Don't ever do... Uh children's stories <laughs> <laughs> the three little dipshits um i so what what do i think the prime function of schooling is um i i disagree with this i don't think the prime function is to find jobs or to thrive in jobs um I think it's training training the mind to be um, be as strong as possible, I guess. Um, and I guess that is pretty much education. Um, yeah, there, there was one thing that I, I thought was a really good argument against my argument. So um, a few years ago, I was chatting to a friend and I said like, um, I don't know why maths and english and some of these are compulsory all the way through school i feel like people you know we get to choose some of the subjects but some subjects are compulsory and i feel like maths um you know when you get into like algebra and uh, pi and you know all this sort of stuff i was just like you can't you know it's a, it's a cliche how applicable how applicable is it anymore yeah but he he gave an answer that really stuck with me and i really um uh have related it to my own life more and more as the years have gone on maths is not just there to teach you maths it trains your mind to be logical rational it, you have given a problem and you have to figure out the answer to that problem and if you think about if you reflect on what your mind does when you're doing a maths problem it's it's training it's it's 
it's training it to to find find out the answer to problems it's being rational it's you know um there's no gray areas with maths it is one plus well i'm, I'm sure proper mathematicians say there's a lot of gray areas um but yeah one plus one equals two there's no argument about it and it's so i thought that was really compelling and then you can relate it to other compulsory subjects like english you know we we need to have a good grasp of the english language to to speak as we are on this podcast or um to give a good interview or to write or whatever um so i thought that was a really compelling argument for for maths in particular that tra it trains your mind it's not just about what you're learning in maths um so yeah i think i think it's it's this training of your mind and what you what you learn as well it's probably the prime function so yeah um so are, are we both disagree with this then or uh strongly yeah I, I'm, I'm like I, I'm, I'm gonna disagree for this it's I, I i i i can see where you're coming from the well it's it's somewhat everything will lead to you finding a job you know finding yourself doing something that will bring in money for you mm. and everything will filter into that so it, it can be a function but yeah. not definitely not the prime function cool yeah sweet um people with serious inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce oh so I, I disagree with this and here's why so some of my girlfriend actually has like she's got a gene or something and if someone else with the same gene has it there's a good chance that kids will be born uh, with a lot of issues mm. and because of that reason she doesn't want to have biological kids which makes sense and i think it's fair for her to do that because it's it's her dna it's her as a human being it's her choice mm. it isn't for someone else to say you're not allowed to have babies mm. That's that's madness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like like no 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 human should be allowed to dictate what other humans can or can't do when they're not hurting anyone. Yeah. There's just so much wrong with it. And like yeah. it's not even determined for sure that um a child's gonna uh definitely have the same genes and, and have the same disabilities. Um and yeah, I just yeah, I yeah, strongly strongly disagree with this one um yeah likewise cool that was easy um the most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline the most again this is like the prime function one the most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline so i believe discipline is important mm. Uh, and you know, you know, having some form of routine. When you say you're going to do something, you do it. And when you make plans and when you action them, I, I think discipline is very important to your own growth and your own mindset. I do not believe it is the most important thing for children to learn, though. Like when you're a kid, you're learning so many things. You're learning how to socialize with other people. You're learning how the world works. Like when I think of myself as a child, I was a fucking idiot as a child. I'm still a dipshit now. But I'm not as much as a dipshit as I was 20 years ago. It's your, so your favourite, isn't it, that word? Well, uh, dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It, it's a, it's a, I don't know why, but it's a very enjoyable word to say. <laughs> Carry on. 
Yeah, I, I, do, I think discipline is important, but I, I don't know if that necessarily comes always at childhood or comes later. I, I, I definitely think teaching children good core values, good ethics, um, you know, about, about the cost of actions and consequences of actions and so many more things. I, I think discipline is important, but definitely nowhere near the most important thing for children. Yeah, I, I'm really on the fence with this one, to be honest. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a disagree for me, just to clarify. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm... So a few years ago, I would have definitely disagreed. I, I probably maybe even would have strongly disagreed. But I have seen over the years, um, for, well, mainly for the youth work I did uh, a couple of years ago, how important discipline is uh, with children. Um, but yeah no I would say it's not the most important thing for them to learn um, yeah so I, I would let me have a look at it uh, most important yeah so I, I would disagree as well um, I think feeling they have value is maybe more important um, in whatever form that takes so just knowing they have value in the world. Um, and, and like you said, I mentioned um, socialising. Um, discipline is very different sort of uh, mindset to socialising. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Um, next question. There are no savage and civilised peoples. There are only different cultures. So, I, I would. Uh, I'm going to go strongly disagree with this one. Okay. Um, the reason being, and I mentioned this earlier with Saudi Arabia, I do class Saudi Arabia as a pretty fucking savage country. I believe that they're maybe maybe a hundred years behind us. Uh, maybe not quite a hundred years. Maybe more like fifty or so. But they, they are so far behind us. And, you know, we, we always talk about the, the gender pay gap here. Like, you, you, you're you not even... I don't even know if you're allowed to get a job as a woman in Saudi Arabia unless your your husband or whatever, or father or whatever, like, approves it. It's just, like, this isn't the same scale. In the, in the West, we're talking about millimeters compared to miles of difference in the Middle East. There's also... And I don't know how true this is, but there's a tribe in Papua New Guinea where part of the uh, process for boys becoming men is that they get sodomized by all the men, which I'm just like, what? Yeah. So that, and that to me is like, yeah, it's pretty fucking savage. You're raping children. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go strongly disagree. What about yourself, Daniel? Yeah, no, I, I strongly disagree. I would say I think the terminology I would use differently. I know I know it seems like a silly point, but I think savage is... Um, I think I can see... Ambiguous? Subjective? Yeah, you need you need labels. You need... you. Unfortunately in life, you need labels. And we all... Well, we It's good to accept that labels are just labels. They're not exactly inherent in those things but we need to see a difference between uh tribes in um whatever country and the practices they use um some of them uh amazing you know some of them um you would look at and think that's that's beautiful in its own way you know like um the fact they hunt their own food 
um, or um, I don't know, uh, singing and dancing uh, sort of traditions, uh, whatever. So there's beautiful parts of it as well. But we need to see the downsides of theirs and compare it. And and just it's it, you, there is a clear difference. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, I strongly disagree with that one as well. Um, but I can see I can see people's point of view in that um, the people themselves in any culture don't obviously see themselves as savage and I think it's really important to not um, throw away or disregard um, the cultures of these more tribal people um, I think it's really important we know about them you know it's, it's where we've come from um, and so I think the people themselves aren't necessarily bad people within their own tribes, you know. Um, the ones that are sodomizing the children, they, they might be doing absolutely the most moral thing within their tribe. So it, it is a difficult one. Like, is something moral if it's in the tribe, but then if it's not moral by us? Like, where, what would you say to that? So, like, um, I, I we're here, grew up in England, um, where... Um, okay, well, let's, let's use... Um, infanticide so that's that's a um used to be a very common thing so killing babies when they're born um and let's say it's a ritual in some tribes maybe because the population's too big if that's the moral thing within that tribe but we say that's immoral who's right dun 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 <laughs> Uh, that's a it's a very good question. It, I, I, guess, I guess it's down to the rationale of why you think it's either accepted or acceptable or unacceptable. Mm. And I, I, I guess it really comes down to how much you value human life. If you're saying like, oh, well, we've already got too many people here. Let's just start killing the new ones. Mm. That means you, you don't seem to have a very high value for that human life. As you just, you're kind of like deleting it. Like you're just like, Throwing it in the trash, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, so you know that, that's kind of how you treat your recyclables, I guess. Except, you know, at least you sort your recyclables into the right bin. <laughs> talking about tribal people, and you're talking about recyclables. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, I was like, "Oh, this is what I'm saying now." <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do you have any views on that? I'm I'm a bit stumped, actually. In terms of that, I don't know. I don't know what's more. I guess um, we've advanced in so many ways. I guess. I guess I'll put it this way. So, our morals um, are more advanced than theirs. We we've gone through a well. We we perceive them as more advanced. No, but it's progressed more. Like yeah, in time, I, well, yeah, I guess in, it's moved forward, and it's 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 taken a a bigger battering, you know. It's taken this y centuries and centuries of questioning authority, you know, um, with civil rights, with gay rights, with animal rights, um, with workers' rights, all these sort of things. Um, they've come into place over many many years, and there's been a huge progress in in every area of life. And I would put moral progress 
in there because we've come a further way. Um, you you know, it's like saying, yeah, so maybe that's how I describe it. If you if you compare morals to technology, so which is better technology? The um, the the um, the uh, the axe that's created by this tribe or Elon Musk's new Tesla car, which is the better technology? Like, Well, it depends. In terms of better technology, it depends what you want to do. If you want to cut down a tree, then the axe. Yeah, but, but Elon Musk, the difference is, what I mean is, Elon Musk could, could make that axe easily. Or, or the engineers, let's say, could, could do that axe extremely easily. Like it is. Oh, oh so I, I suppose the argument is that those people are now capable of more. We, we have more capability in terms of moral judgment. Yeah. So I yeah. think okay. the fact that we have that capability, moral judgment, we're, we're going to produce better stuff. We're going to produce more advanced stuff. We're going to produce, and by stuff, I mean like, you know, like human rights or like laws that protect vulnerable people. Um, tri tribes that have such a primitive thing of like, when whatever when when the sun is this high in the sky then then we should do this to the women of the tribe or whatever you know I'm, I'm just coming up with something but it's so primitive in its conception it's it's there's no it's not the advance of thought that we've got now so i guess that's maybe an argument that we're morally more advanced I can see that. I, I I wasn't really with you at the start, but when by the time you'd finished, yeah, I, I can see that now. Cool. Um, sweet. That's actually been an hour. Um, oh, damn. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So we got to question 34. Uh, how many questions are there total? <laughs> 63. We've just... So we're, we're a little over halfway... <laughs> And that's taken us three recordings. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna soldier on, and uh, love it or loathe it. If there's if there's one person apart from us two that enjoy these, then that will be a result. Yeah, so it's all even if there's zero people, it's still <laughs> worth it for me. But then it's just two dipshits just talking about a load of nonsense. And so all the majority of the world is. <laughs> cool. All right, I'll put down these bits of paper. Cool. Uh, I'll just say to anyone who's still listening uh, out there, uh, please feel free to comment. Um, we talk about quite hot topics in in uh, in these these episodes I'm having with Nick. Um, so really really would love if anyone's got a strong opinion especially against what we're saying i would love to get you on the podcast and to chat about it because um yeah a whole part of this is to debate and to refine our ideas and if either of us sound completely ignorant which is very very likely on most subjects then please educate us and please put us in our place um so yeah um so comment or contact me uh another thing i'll say is is if you have enjoyed this one or any other episodes 
uh, please share it. It doesn't have to be a public share uh, on social media, but it just, you know, someone at your work or so, or a friend or family, you think, oh, they actually might quite like this episode. Just just share it around. It'd be quite nice for more people to be, be listening to it. Um, and yeah, I'm always, always looking for guests and always wanting guests to come on, um, whoever you are, whatever your beliefs are. So yeah, finally, I'll just say thank you, Nick, again. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This is uh, always enjoyable. Yeah, and uh, I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.